All morning, I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but all morning, the song Don't Bring Me Down is stuck in my head. Am I not supposed am I supposed to just like love lovey dovey dovey on the Saints because they won a game? I don't know, but spoiler alert, that is tomorrow's uh outro song of the day. Meanwhile, what are we gonna talk about today? You know what? I ha- I really have no idea. We got a half an hour coming up with Uncle Big Nick and making our best bets and trying to keep you in the green and winning money. Because if you've been listening to this show every Thursday on a regular basis, you have been winning money. Can we do it again? We're going to find out. And uh, while I hear Phil, I'm going to try to get Don't Bring Me Down out of my head. Let's see if I can do it. Next on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are also asking me not to bring them down, too. Uh, Well, you wouldn't be listening to the show if you thought I was going to bring you down. The Saints were winners last week. They're four and four. What would I bring you down about? Nothing to bring you down. It's just stuck in my head. You know what? Maybe it should be stuck in yours. Yep. I got to hear it. You got to hear it. Going back. What is that? 70s or 80s? I don't even know. I mean, the hair looks like late 70s. I don't know. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. But if I got to hear it, you got to hear it. That's how it works on this show. Before I get off the floor. Don't bring me down. We're not bringing anybody down today. We are going to talk. Mostly about our picks for the day. That's what Thursday is on this show, in case you're new. This is Datitude, episode number 184 for a Thursday, November the 2nd. Our first show of November, November the 2nd, 2023. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times, speaking on the advocate and bet.nola.com. We just have fun in this show. Even when the Saints stink and I go off, we're still having fun, right? I mean, you wouldn't listen if you weren't having fun. I mean, sometimes, I guess, you, you turn me on to see how I'm going to piss people. I, it, I've said this before. I don't understand it. It's like more people listen when I'm, like, super pissed than at any other time. I mean, why do they want to hear me super pissed? Because I guess other people don't get super pissed and they can understand me and not understand the only other person who gets as pissed as me, and that's Bobby. I mean, let's be frank. Sometimes you can't understand Bobby when he goes into his little tirade. My favorite, uh, and this is going to be a rant and rave like monologue. Um, My favorite Bobby moment ever. I know most of you probably don't remember this. It was right after Katrina and the Saints stunk to high heaven. I mean, stunk. In one of the worst games ever in Saints history. And that's saying something. But... um, I don't remember what week it was. It was during the World Series, so it had to be in October at some some point. The Saints 
were getting their keisters kicked in Lambeau. They were on their way to a 3-13 and 13 season. It was, the, it was the week that Deuce got hurt. I think he tore his ACL and he was out for the season. But um, the Saints were losing 35-3 to at halftime. And I'm in uh, a house with, I had like six other roommates at the time. Uh, it was, like I said, after Katrina, we're waiting to go back to New Orleans. We're in Baton Rouge. And uh, 35 to 3 at halftime. And all I remember is Bobby at halftime. 35 to 3? 35 to 3? Are you kidding me? No, they weren't kidding. I mean, that's how bad it was. You know, sometimes you feel like that now. So, I mean, I can understand why this long-winded thing, when people get pissed off, they want to hear the people that get pissed off the most. I loved it. It was accurate. I mean, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit in a moment that wasn't worth chuckling about. I mean, you don't want to laugh when the Saints suck. I mean, because some people, let's be frank, live and die. That's the second time I've said let's be frank in the first five minutes of this podcast, by the way. Whatever. Um, Some people live and die with this team. And when they suck, they need uh, somebody that understands their pain and A, can make them feel better by being more pissed off than them. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it's worked. So, but nobody's mad. Nobody's bringing you down right now. Not a single person is bringing you down. I mean, why would we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap those feet, baby. Tap them. Exactly. Nobody's going to bring you down. Saints are 4-4. Four and four. They're going to win this week against the Chicago Bears. Well, here's a little tidbit for you. And I'll probably tell this again tomorrow. Larry Holder coming on the show tomorrow. Larry Holder of The Athletic as we preview week nine in the NFL and give you our best thoughts on where the Saints are and as they play the Chicago Bears. They are the biggest favorites at 8.5 points. They have not been this big of a favorite since when? Since, and I know you all remember this, when I tell you, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. The last time the Saints were favored by eight and a half or more, they were favored by 17 on the road. Got it yet? At the Denver Broncos of all places. Sean Payton was still the coach of the Saints. It was 2020. The Broncos didn't have a quarterback. And guess what? The Saints covered. They won 31-3. to Taysom Hill, I don't know, he rushed for like 896 yards. Um, and the Broncos had like a total of, I don't know, four yards, something like that. I don't know. I exaggerate, but you, you get it. You remember the game I'm talking about. First time in the Dennis Allen era that the Saints have been favored by more than one score. First time in the Dennis. That's hard to believe, isn't it? You think about how spoiled you really were for all those years. Spoiled with Sean Payton. The first time in the Dennis Allen era, this team has been favored by more than one score. Now, it could be back to eight by game time. Who knows? So then that would be back to one score. But you get the point. You catch my drift. The Saints are the biggest favorite of the week and likely will be the biggest survivor pool pick for those who remain in survivor pools. If you don't know what a survivor pool is and you're older than me, which means you're old because I'm old, um, Google it. You know how to do that. But I think most of you know what a survivor pool is by now. Um, those of you who are left, if you're still left, golf clap to you. I, I'm still in mine. So we'll, we'll see who I take 
I don't know if I'm going to have the um, intestinal fortitude to take the Saints. Because, look, when you take the Saints in a survivor pool, even if you're supposed to, but the fact that every, you know, I say everyone else is going to take them. They're probably going to be like a 45 to 50% pick this week. I'm not exaggerating. You probably have like 45 to 50% of the, of the pool taking them. So, A, I could save them for later. And, B, if they were to lose and I was with all the other yahoos and they lost, I'd be double pissed. I mean, and nobody, look, people want to listen to me pissed, but I don't know if they want to listen to me double pissed. I will say this, though, and it's not on either one of our cards as we talk about it. I'll give you a spoiler alert, something we'll talk about tomorrow. I said it in my NFL column this morning. I just don't know how you can take the Saints. I really don't. Um, not at eight and a half. I don't think this team is good enough to give eight and a half to anyone. I really don't. Um, we'll talk about that as well on Bayou Bets later this afternoon on all of our NOLA.com and bet.nola.com social media channels. I just don't. I, I know the Bears were super bad last week, and uh, Tyler Badgett's going to start again for the Bears. No Justin Fields at quarterback. And the kid stunk last week, but he was good in his first week. I just, I don't like the way the Saints are playing defense right now. I never thought I'd say that. I think, I think they'll be able to move the ball against this Bears defense that's bad. But what's going on with the Saints defense? DJ Moore is going to be able to catch some passes, maybe even Darnell Mooney. Saints run defense has been okay, but they've been allowing big plays. And I think that they'll allow a big play or two in this game. I don't think it's going to be the kind of game that people expect. I think people are expecting like a, you know, a 20 to 10 Saints win or something like that. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be more like 30 to 20. Um, I think the Bears will be able to put points up. I say 30 to 20. That would be beyond the spread. So let's say 30 to 23. That would mean the Saints don't cover. I just don't, I don't trust them to cover an eight-and-a-half-point spread. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a fun day for everyone in the Dome. I hope Saints fans around wherever have a great Sunday and a great week and win two in a row for the first time since the first two games of the year. Get above 500 again. I mean, that's the goal. Because, I mean, really, with this stinky division, how far above 500 do you have to be to win it? The Saints over under win total right now at Caesars is back to nine and a half. That's where it was when we started the season. So Caesars is back to thinking the Saints are who we thought they were. Are they? I don't know. I think we're going to find out a lot this week. And then they kind of got lucky. Next week they play at Minnesota before the bye week. And they get a Minnesota team that had to trade for a quarterback because Kirk Cousins is out for the year with a torn Achilles. That's a break. Uh, Josh Dobbs, who is nowhere near as good as Kirk Cousins, will be playing his first game as a Viking, I mean, we assume, next week. And so Josh Dobbs isn't as good as Kirk Cousins, and he's with a new offensive system that is, from everything that I hear, super complex. Will he be able to get it in 11 days of practice? We'll see. But that's a break for the Saints. Will the Saints be favored next week? I think it depends on what the Vikings do this week. But the Saints, we know, have not had an easy time playing in Minnesota. They just haven't. Whether it be the playoffs or playoffs, whether it be the playoffs or the regular season, they just don't play well there. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to predict next week because we don't even know what the hell is going to happen this week yet. Vikings are 
going traveling to Atlanta, so I know there are a lot of Vikings fans this week. Um, it will not be Josh Dobbs. It will be their uh, rookie, and I, his name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, a rookie from BYU, I know. And I, some of you out there are probably screaming at your phones telling me the answer. I can't hear you, uh, by the way. Uh, but first of all, I can't hear you throw the phone, and B, when you're listening to this, I've already recorded this, so I can't hear you. But I appreciate you trying to help me. Yeah, that guy. That guy is starting for the Vikings this week. Starting for the Falcons is Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke. You remember him from Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders fame. Um, I mean, how, how did this team really need to see eight games of Desmond Ritter to know he sucks? Oof, man, really 12 because he had four games last year and he sucked. At least they're pulling the plug. Some, some teams don't pull the plug. So we'll see if Atlanta's any better with Heineke. I don't think they can be worse on offense than they were. We'll see if it gives them a boost. Uh, spoiler alert, that game is in my best bets. We'll see who I pick in that. All right, speaking of best bets, let's get to them. Uncle Big Nick is on with me. We give our five best bets of the week. Again, we are both doing pretty well this year. Can we keep it up? We'll find out. Here we go. I still tap my feet to that every time we play it. You still could tap your feet? Yeah, and right now I can. We'll see what happens next year in the show, but <laughs> for right now we're good. Um, we've been rolling. Uh, we had one little mini setback in week seven. We were both two and three, but we've been doing pretty good. Four and one, three and two, winning money. We're both ahead for the season. We're both hey, what was the- that one? What was that one you lost? You had one loss? Uh, last? Last week? No, I had one loss in week number six. Oh, okay. I lost uh, a money line parlay with Jacksonville over Indy and Philly. Over I was just Jack- trying to get at that one thing you lost last week. Oh, now you want to talk about the one thing I lost. <laughs> now you want to talk about – I mean, if you want to brag about San Francisco losing their third straight game, I'm, I'm, we'll listen to it. Let's listen Look, to it. Look, I mean, the, the sky isn't falling in San Francisco. Everybody needs to they chill out. They lost three like, in a row. I know, but the – they, uh, it should be two in a row if you want to really want to go. No, I don't, no, no. we don't do should, should have, would have, should have, would have, could have. Yeah, we don't. I know we don't. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I don't think the sky is falling. The show I don't think do signing Chase Young was a desperate move by a panicked team like Skip Bayless said. So I will say this. Uh, I've been ragging on Seattle all year long, but they are now a bargain. They are like plus two. 20 or two plus 230 to win the division, and I don't get that, that at all. That Seattle team's built just like Pete Carroll wants to build a team. They play sound defense. They run the ball. Got a serviceable quarterback. I still don't think they go into division. but Well, I don't either, but someone's going to have to explain to me why they're as big an underdog as they are, and it's in San Francisco's minus 270 to win the division. And yeah, still, the, the, the value still is tied, tied yeah. for the favorite. They're tied with the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Someone is. I thought I was going to get a bargain this week going bet on San Francisco. I'm like, that's not a bargain. That's ridiculous. I'm not. Betting. No, that, that's I, insane. Like, don't want you to bet it. Please don't bet on San Francisco. So there you go. Anyway, we've talked enough about what we uh, don't want to bet on. Let's talk about what we do want to bet on. Again, 
Both in the green. I am up 108 bucks, fake bucks. Well, not really fake bucks. It was everything I tell you to bet, I bet myself. I'm actually up more than that in real life, but whatever. I hope so. Uh, big Uncle Big Nick is uh, plus 51 on the year. So we both have winning records. We're going to try to keep it going. And uh, our first pick of the afternoon, the way we do it is we allow ourselves a mythical 100 bucks on the week, not counting the juice. And uh, we got our five best bets. And what do you know? We're not cross-firing this week. In fact, not only are we not cross-firing, our, our bottom pick, our first pick, you're betting 11 to win 10, I'm betting 17 to win 15, is the same pick. I'll let you introduce it. Um, I love this pick now that they bench Jimmy GQ. Um, you got to tell them what it is first. Vegas Raiders, I mean, if I say Jimmy GQ, people are going to know. The Vegas Raiders are giving the Giants points after firing everybody and bitching they starting quarterback. At, I know they're at home, but they don't really have a home field. I was there three weeks ago. <laughs> it's more of a everybody else's home field. They're just going to Vegas to party. and Yeah, what do you think the percentage play? is going to be Giants to uh, Raiders fans at this game coming up? Probably 70-30. I think that's probably a good estimate. I mean, the, the, the Raiders fans that are there are committed because they're all dressed up and the, the Raider Nation thing yeah. and all that. And it's a beautiful stadium. It's nice. It's just I can't get over Vegas still giving points after everything they went through this week. But, yeah, you're betting on them. Yeah, but I got to. It's a principal thing. I mean, it's 11 bucks. The reason why you're betting on them is a different reason for why I'm betting. You're just betting on them because you can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo, which is insanely a dumb, an insanely dumb reason. How Shanahan won 70% of his games with that dude quarterbacking is Because astounding. he's not a, that bad of a quarterback. He had a bad, really, really, we, really bad can Monday we, night. Can we call Devontae? See if he thinks he's a bad quarterback. Oh, Devontae Adams. He's pissed because he went to the Raiders because he thought he was going to play with his buddy Derek Carr. Yeah. That's why he went to the Raiders. And then after 15 games. Now he's they... got to try and catch passes from that thing. But, well, here's the thing, though. You can want to play with your buddy all you want. But if you go to a team that's coached by Josh McDaniels, you kind of get what you deserve. That's yeah, my opinion. Exactly. So, Josh McDaniels says, look, Saints fans hate Dennis Allen. But it could be way worse. You could have Josh McDaniels. I mean, that's he's how he's way head. worse than Dennis Allen. It's way amazing worse. to me how coaches can be so good at coordinator positions, then get a head coaching job, and it just. Well, I mean, running a everything. team is completely different. It's it is completely, completely different, different, but it, it's like the water boy when the guy lost his notebook. Like water, me. <laughs> water boy. All right. I like Vegas because I think, A, um, both of these teams are bad, but I think the Giants are badder. They're awful. They're, is that uh, a word? Look, I don't think yep, it is today. Batter is a word. I'm using it. Um, Danny Dimes is coming back, which makes this team, I think, worse than when Tyrod Taylor was in there. Um, maybe not as bad as some dude named DeVito, who was quarterbacking him at the end of last week. But, I mean, I was wondering if that was Danny DeVito's grandson or something. But, anyway, the Giants. Hey, there's not many DeVitos around. I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. He is really good, and he's the only thing really good on this team. So I think Brian Dable just overachieved last year. Um, and the Raiders, they have one really good thing. Josh Jacobs is okay when he wants to play. But the really good thing that they have is a pass rush. Max Crosby, Max Crosby be, is insane. He's going to be all over Danny Dimes in this yes. game. So anyway, I like Vegas as well. I love watching Max Crosby play. 
but he he's just an animal and he don't care like he just, oh, he just does he's it. awesome and he's gonna be all over uh, all over our friend this week all right moving on and by the way when nfl teams change their coaches uh mid-season they usually i know there's a, a good percentage of it they usually get a little mini spark uh yeah. it doesn't last all season but it does last for a couple of weeks we saw it with just saturday last year in the colts uh we'll see what happens with the raiders i think they will get a little spark as well. I can't believe it's Antonio Pierce. I didn't even realize. I was like, well, well he's a coach. Raider for life, man. Yeah. Raider for life. Wait, All right. Is, that's how old we're getting. I know. Well, Craig Griffey Jr.'s son is, like, fixing to yeah. be a pro. He's Craig Griffey Jr.'s a photographer now. I mean, it's just. I feel yeah. older every single morning when I roll over and get out of bed and my knees crack. But, yeah, watching the World Series last night made me feel old another story all right you're back in the college ranks for your other four picks 22 bucks you're not you're not believing in the green wave it worked for me last week didn't it yeah sure did they've been outscored by like 36 points in the second half for the last two games like they get out the hot starts and didn't go at halftime i don't know if they funneling beers into lane or what they're doing at half but they come out from the half and just figure out bored. they get bored and they're like you know what let's let them back in and see what happens and i think like playing I Russian think we're still roulette. getting value on underdogs in these two-lane lines because they're not as good as they were last year. And I think we're they're still thinking they're as good because of their record, but they're not. They haven't they covered as not. a double-divot favorite all year. Double-divot? They're 0-4. Double-digit? Double-digit? Did I rivet. say divot? Rivet. 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 Double-divot. They're not playing the Horned Frogs. If they were playing the Horned Frogs, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been playing awesome. playing ECU, but not TCU. Um, look... Here's one. I'm not. ECU is getting 17 versus Tulane. ECU is terrible. This, this should they be. They are bad. Here's the thing, though, and I and I like your trend. I think it's a good trend. You have been winning with them. It is what it is. I'm not saying I'm I'm willing to bet against this pick, but East East Carolina is terrible. Um, I think this spread should be more like 23, 24. Um, so I really think Tulane is going to blow this team out. Um, I think Tulane is as good as they are. Let, or last year. I just don't think they're playing like it right now. So that is a trend. I'm not saying you should go run into the window and bet on Tulane. I'm just not, I'm not sure I can take, take well, your the thing here. with me is that if, if something like this works like a trend, yeah, for sure. Last week it worked. I'm going to, I'm going to ride it till it fails. Yeah. I hear you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you you shouldn't. I, I get where you're coming from. All right. His uh, second bet, second bet for uncle big Nick, East Carolina plus 17 over Tulane. My second bet is a, $15 bet to win 15 it is a money line parlay. It didn't work for me last week, but I'm trying it again here. I like this one. Um, when you put them together, you get even money bet. You got to win both of them. Cleveland at home over Arizona. We don't know who's quarterbacking as we speak here for Arizona. It's probably going to be the rookie Clayton. It's Toon. Toon. Yeah, yeah. Toon. I don't they, think announced they, they did announce yeah, they did. it. Yeah. They okay. announced it. I know Kyler Murray's been practicing, so. Um, yeah, it's 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 tune. All right, so Clayton Tune is playing for the Cardinals. It is going to be another episode of PJ Texas Walker Ranger for the Cleveland Browns. But I don't care. I think that I think PJ Walker's been fine, it's been serviceable, and I think uh, the further they can get themselves away from this Deshaun Watson saga, the better off they're going to be. At some point, he's going to come back. I don't know, man. He's crazy. Uh, and then so I got that as part first half, and then I also got the Chargers. Over the Jets, I think the Jets are just an awful football team. I expect the Chargers to start making a little bit of a run. And they're going to save Brandon Staley's job again. Why would you want to do that? Well, you shouldn't want to, but they are. He's 
Terrible. Speaking of bad coaches. Yes. Like horrible coaches. But he'll stay around. He'll stick around. Uh, but anyway, there you go. 15 bucks to win 15. I like it. Cleveland over Arizona. I think uh, Cleveland's at home. They're the second biggest favorite of the week because the biggest favorite of the week is the New Orleans Saints. Minus eight and a half. You want to know the last time the Saints were as many as an eight and a half point favorite? I have no idea. Uh, I will tell you. It was Sean Payton was the coach. It was 2020. And the Saints went to Denver to play a team that didn't have a quarterback. Oh, played the wide receivers yeah. as quarterbacks. They beat him 31 to 3. So yeah. uh, that worked out okay. Anyway, so there you go. Cleveland over Arizona, charges over the Jets. Uh, what do you have for your third pick? You got Iowa State. You are not believing in the fighting Jayhawks after that big win last week. No, I'm always going to fade a team that's not used to having big wins. Coming off big wins, I'm always going to fade them next week. That's just the way it works for me. Especially Kansas beating Oklahoma was their Super Bowl. Iowa State's actually sneakily good. They're, I mean, they might play in the Big 12 championship game if they went out. And uh, this Kansas team is 0-3 against the spread on the road. Anytime there's a ranked team playing an unranked team and the unranked team is favored, you can almost bet that I'm going to bet the unranked team as a favorite. You, uh, uh, you're making up word. I made, I, I made up a new word called batter today. You made up a new word called sneakily. Yeah. I mean, we all, we're, people are not here for our grammar. Hopefully not. Cause they're <laughs> definitely not winning on that front. Uh, Iowa state minus two and a half over Kansas for 22 bucks. Yeah. I like your, your thought process there. Um, I'm with you. I don't think Kansas is that good anyway. So, um, Bean is not good at all. Like, he's not as good as Daniels. Well, it also goes to show you that Oklahoma's not very good. No, Oklahoma's Oklahoma. They're great, 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 great lose. Enjoy (laughs) enjoy the SEC next year when you go six and six. It'll be a lot of fun for you. Um, All right, my my next pick, 25 bucks to win 20. The price of teasers, by the way, is going up at Caesars. It is now minus 125. So you got about 25 to win 20. I'm still going to do it because they like it. Minnesota... Got to bump them up from plus five to plus 11 over Atlanta. Going to bump, bump Tampa Bay up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half over Houston. Look, Atlanta shouldn't be giving 11 points, uh, five points to anybody. So if you want to give me 11 and a teaser, I'm going to take it. I get that Minnesota has their issues. They're going to have a rookie uh, playing quarterback this week before Josh Dobbs takes over next week against the Saints. I think Minnesota's defense is pretty darn good. I think they're going to carry the load in this game. I also like the Minnesota-Atlanta under, which I think is in the neighborhood of 38 or so. Um, Atlanta, I know they're switching to Taylor Heineke. I'm not which a, I I'm think not is a, a huge upgrade. I, hate I think game. it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's a huge upgrade. I don't think Taylor Heineke is any good either. I think Atlanta is highly overrated. I, don't understand. I think the Saints are going to cruise to this division title, by the way. And I'm not saying that the Saints are any good. I just think they're going to cruise with this division title because they're far better than the other three teams. That's the only reason. Yeah. They, um, I mean, there should be no doubt. They should have the title wrapped up already. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Anyway, in Tampa Bay, you know, I've, I've been dissing on them all year. I've been hating on the Bucks all year. But I'm sorry. Houston should not be favored over a Tampa team. I, I, people are loving this Houston team. They, they can't play defense. And Tampa Bay stinks on offense, but you know what? For this game, they might look decent. Baker might have a decent game in Houston because Houston's defense isn't any good. I could actually yeah, as long as you don't get pressure on Baker, game. he's fine. Yeah, exactly. He's, he'll be okay. 
So anyway, I don't think even if the Texans wins, I don't think they they're gonna they're not gonna blow out Tampa. So give me that teaser. Minnesota plus eleven over Atlanta. Tampa Bay plus eight and a half over Houston. Twenty five to win twenty. I am very interested to hear your thought process in this next game because I agree with both of these calls that you have here in this parlay. Um, it's just I, I'm never I'm always leery to like dish out a parlay to people that listen in for our advice because. It's, it's tough to win parlays, but I like this one. LSU money line over Alabama and the over 60 and a half. $20 wins you 68. I think it's a good value play. I don't understand. Uh, you I know, think it's sh- a correlated play. Well, the Sharps are all over LSU. So uh, the, the, the line has been moving down and down and down. I think it's going to be three and a half at game time. It's It was three the last I looked. I'm not exactly sure what it is yeah. right now, but. I, look, I think LSU is better than Alabama. I've been saying this. I mean, I think LSU has the better quarterback. I think way better. Alabama, I think Alabama has the better defense. But the, I, Alabama's I think Alabama defense, has the better defensive backfield. I don't right. know if they have the better defense. But Alabama's defense is not what Alabama's defense was. Right. And Daniels is going to be able to light this team up. And Milrow's not going to be able to keep up. And there's no way Alabama's going to be able to score enough points to beat LSU, I don't think. Yeah. And I think. If that's the way the game's going, I got to parlay it because if LSU wins, it's going over. This is not going to be a 9-6 to six LSU win. It's going to be, you know, like the Missouri game, 49-39. Jordan Jefferson's not playing this week? No, no. He shouldn't have been playing that week either. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's another thing that we don't want to get into. <laughs> All right. So I just I just think if LSU's going to win, and I think LSU's going to win, I have to bet the over with it because I just think that's what's going to happen. LSU has gone over in 12 straight games. Do you know that since last year? I did not know that. 12 straight. Well, and I sent you this already, but I'm going to say it gone, here. I, The Saints had gone under 12 in a row, and now they've gone over two in a row. So. And I hate that. The 13th so, seems like it's always yeah. – that's, that's what breaks the streak. Yep. yep. But I sent you this. A buddy, uh, one of my buddies came in the shop yesterday and told me that actually the last quarterback to beat Nick Saban two times in a row – I thought it was uh, Manziel. Yeah. He beat him two times. He beat him two times, but not in a row. Right. And it was Drew Brees at Purdue when he when he played for Michigan State. So somebody could be the first. Uh, somebody sent me something afterwards. <clears throat> Excuse me. All joking about Jordan Jefferson. Um, apparently, Jordan Jefferson did it, but didn't start one of the games. Oh, really? That's what I'm being told. So. I don't know how true that is or not. I'm going to do some research. That would be really interesting if he actually did that twice. He he did it back-to-back from what I'm told. Yeah. So uh, I'll have to do some research. Apparently one of them he didn't start but came in uh, early in the game and basically earned the victory. You don't count it. You're just not counting it. You hate Jordan Jefferson like you hate uh, Jimmy G. No, no. Not that way more. That's what I figured. Uh, look, um, Alabama. I don't. I don't love the over. If I had to bet one, I would take the over. Uh, but here's why I don't love the over. I think one thing that people don't understand is when you look at stats, and at this st- part of the season, stats matter. They don't necessarily yeah, matter stat, a yeah, month they, ago. But the Alabama passing game is tenth in the SEC. Tenth out of fourteen in the SEC. That's, in case you don't know, that's not good. Um, the only thing that they can do well is Jalen Milrow is pretty good at throwing a deep ball. But what they're going to do is, and we've kind of learned this throughout the week, and we talked about this, is that 
Perkins is going to spy on Milrow, and they're going to play a cover too. So he's going to have a tougher time throwing the deep ball. Now, the middle of the field might be open for him. So that's going to be an interesting thing, how that works. But I think the LSU linebackers can play solid ball, and I think they can. And they can get a little bit of pressure on him, and Perkins can get in there and hit him maybe. I think it'll take away the deep ball. And Milrow's prone to mistakes too. Yeah, for sure. We'll get a couple of turnovers in this game. Look, I like LSU. I, th- I said, I keep saying this, but it's true. I said it in August, LSU was the better team. And I don't feel any differently on November the 2nd than I felt on August the 29th or whatever it was. I still think LSU is the better team. And I think LSU is going to win this game. Um, it's not unheard of for LSU to win in Tuscaloosa. They did it, what, four years ago. Right. It's not like it doesn't happen. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen again here. All right. Uh, there's Uncle Big Nick's $20 to 168 parlay LSU money line in the over 60 and a half. My next pick is also a money line. It's not a parlay. It's just a money line. $20 to win 22. The Buffalo Bills over the, all of a sudden, they're going to the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals. They beat the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Burrow is back. Everything is right with the world. They cannot be beat. This is the Bengals team we thought we were going to see. Oh, wait, until they weren't. I mean, Buffalo has been hit or miss this year for sure. They've not been the same Buffalo team we're used to seeing. However, if you go back and look at the Bills in, in, in history, number one, they consistently go through a funk during every season, even when they go 13 and three or whatever it is, they still go through a mini funk. This is their mini funk. But even through those mini funks, they seem to play better against the best teams. I think Josh Allen's going to have a nice day against this 20 something. Even with his hurt shoulder? Yeah, I think they're playing against the 20 something ranked defense. Cincinnati does not play very good defense. I think if you look at the score from last week, I'm not saying Cincinnati shouldn't have won the game because they should have won the game. But that score is highly misleading. Brock Purdy threw a couple passes I know he wishes he would have had back. I actually thought Brock Purdy played a pretty good game except for a couple passes. Uh, if you go back and look they at the game. They expect this kid to make play every game without exactly. one mistake. Like, he's going to make mistakes. Like, I know he, was pro- he wasn't doing it before, but defenses are starting to figure him out, and they got to make adjustments. I, I just Yeah, but some of the throws he's, he's making, if you listen to Tony Romo, about Brock Purdy, and I'm getting, we're getting off topic here, but yeah. if, if if you listen to Tony Romo about the passes that Brock Purdy was making, he was making next-level type passes. Like, yeah. I'm talking about next-level, like Drew Brees kind of thinking, you know, that, that kind right. of pass, stuff they didn't expect. You know, I mean, so one that, of the interceptions he threw in the red zone, that, that dude just made a really good play on. Yeah, I mean, he so, should I mean, have threw it. He just had to throw it a little higher, but the, the linebacker made a great play. Well, look, Josh Allen against the bank. If this were the postseason, I might think differently because Buffalo just, they choke in the postseason. But in the regular season, besides all that, and people aren't even talking about this, but the DeMar Hamlin factor, going back to Cincinnati, it's probably not going to be on the active roster, but he's going to be there. And he's going to fire this team up. And I, I guarantee you they're going to want to win it for DeMar. They're going to play very well in this game, I think. I think this will be Buffalo's best effort of the year. I think Cincinnati will end up playing out the string and winning probably seven of their last nine games, and they'll be a force in the playoffs, and I won't want, you won't want to play them in the playoffs. But I think after coming off of last week, every Ant Mabel on the planet is going to be all over the Bengals. I think this is a great spot to take Buffalo here. It's going to be a fun battle, a high-flying battle. I think Buffalo wins it. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um it seems like Burrow and the Bengals just take off the first four games every year. 
It's like, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get he's to this later. Like you know what I mean? He's always banged up. Yeah, he's always got the... something going on, some nagging injury, and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, it's time to play now. Okay, we'll play. And and Josh Allen, he seems to like, he just takes games off mentally. I don't know this what his deal me, is. Like you, you, me, and you may be the two people that remember this the most. You more than me, being older. Oh, but Joe Montana the Rice. It seemed like every time Joe threw the ball to Rice on a slant or on a out route, Rice didn't have to do anything but put his hand out and keep running. Like the ball was there. Burrow and Chase remind me of that. To where they're so in sync that he doesn't have to break stride. He doesn't have to his hand don't have to move. Just it's just like a normal run in motion and the ball just falls in his hand and he just keeps running. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of things the timing routes that I've never seen since them two. The only th- the only thing is though it's not it's you don't see it every single week with them. It's no, like, no. And, and, but when it does, when they all clicking, it's it's fun to watch. There's no doubt about that, and it should be a fun game. I think it'll be a, a tight, fun game. But I think the value you're getting on Buffalo as an underdog at plus one ten, twenty dollars to win twenty two. I'm going to go with it. All right, uh, your top pick of the week, thirty three dollars to win thirty, is just a straight total bet. You got Georgia, Missouri. Over 54 and a half. You're counting on Missouri to show up here. Yeah, I think Missouri can show up. Uh, Georgia's defense is not what Georgia's defense has been. Georgia has had five straight overs. And Georgia doesn't have Bowers anymore. And you've seen it last week. They're not dinking and dunking. They didn't dink and dunk with Bowers. They were going down the field to McCulley or whatever his name is. Yeah. Or Gunky. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But uh, the little short white guy that the yeah, Patriots the, are probably going to draft. The, um the son of a former McConkey. Yeah. The son of the former Giant. So, Joe yeah, Georgia's going to go down the field. I mean, you see what LSU did to this Missouri defense. This Missouri defense isn't good. Brady Cook's good. And Missouri's going to put up their points. I could see this being like a mini Missouri LSU score, like not, not 49-39, but 38-31, you know, something like that. I mean, it could be. It could be 34 to, to 24 and you still win. It, it just like with the two-lane line, I don't think the odds makers have adjusted to Georgia yet. I, I don't think this line's really low. I think it should be in the 60s. Yeah. Um, Missouri scares me because I'm still not sold to that good. Um, I don't think they're that good. I just, I mean, even if Georgia puts up 40, I mean, Missouri's going to put up do, 20. Georgia seems, to, yeah, and, and I'm not saying that can't happen. If I had to pick one, I'd take the over too. Um, but I think Missouri's due for a real ass beating. I think that, I, and they're getting a little big for their britches. And Georgia's usually pretty good. I agree, this isn't the same Georgia team, but uh, Georgia is always good. Seems to be good at giving teams the ass beating that they need. And like don't think Kentucky. Yeah, well, don't think that hasn't been talked about in in the uh, in the locker room either. But yeah, I like the over. I think. Missouri certainly can score enough points. I agree with you that the lines makers have not caught up to Georgia's defense not being the Georgia's defense that we're used to seeing. So, uh, yeah, I, I endorse this pick. I don't I don't know if I'll bet it, but I haven't been betting a lot of Saturdays and saving myself a lot of money. I'm betting <laughs> on Saturdays. Just not great on Saturdays. I've, I've picked and choose a few spots, and a lot of them are things that you uh, endorse, and I've done pretty well, but it's only because I picked and choose. I'm yeah. only betting like one or two things here and there on a Saturday. So my Sundays have been pretty good, and we're going to try to finish out strong here. It's another money line. Um, 
and it's another high-profile game. I, I usually like to pick high-profile games uh, because I usually see an advantage. I don't see an advantage in Dallas-Philly this, this week. That's going to be a tough one to pick. If I had to choose, I would take the Cowboys plus three, but it scares me because they got their asses just blown away by the Niners, so I'm going to stay away from that in best bets. However, the other high-profile game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany. I don't, how can you not take the Chiefs here? Uh, minus 120, so I'm betting 36 to 130. I, I just think, you know, people are putting way too much in the Chiefs, like not looking like, quote-unquote, the Chiefs. They're playing a the cat and mouse this is, game. This is, this is the best spot to get the Chiefs at right now. I think so. And, and Miami has proven that they can't beat anybody worth a damn. I mean, Tua kind of folds against good teams. Kansas City's playing pretty decent defense. And yes. Patrick Mahomes was sick last week. They kind of took the week off. They know they're going to Germany. They screwed around. And, oh, we lost Do you like Denver. these early morning games? I love them. Well, I'm an early morning person. 8.30 <laughs> to you is like noon to everybody else. Yes. 8.30 to me is like 4.30 in the morning to everybody else. <laughs> so, no, I don't like them, but I'll get up for this one. Probably because it's my best bet of the week, and I'll probably have my biggest chunk of change on this on this game. But well, the best thing about it for me is that I get up and I'm I got something to watch while I build all my fantasy lineups, DFS lineups for the day. Like if I get up, I'm normally up at four or five o'clock in the morning. Shouldn't you have done that on Saturday already? No, no, I got to get all the latest injury news, weather reports. Like I I, I do it last minute. Yeah, but then you got to get up. I like to get up and I'm up anyway. It's starting. I got to get up early this week because I got to go to the Dome. So I'd rather the Saints just play on the Cindy road. always yells at me because she's like, you get more done before 7 a.m. than anybody I know. Wash your yeah. clothes and doing, like a, <laughs> waking her up. Sounds like a bad commercial. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Patrick Mahomes over the Miami Dolphins. Um, uh, give me some Kansas City love in Munich. Will Swift be there? Swift, Taylor Swifty. Actually, you, I did not did look. You research that? I did not look. I didn't think we were going to bring her up on this show. Uh, and I, I don't really appreciate you talking about her on the show, but she probably will be because from what I understand, she's got some a tour that's either just starting or has already started on the other side of the pond. So she probably I mean, Kelsey only plays good when she's there. So I don't give a damn about Kelsey. They got other. I, I'm much more concerned about Patrick Mahomes. Than I'm much more concerned about the receivers not being able to catch. Like Mahomes has got to be so frustrated with that. It's really only the most drops in the league. Yeah, they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine too. Like once they start, I mean, think about that. They got the most drops, so receivers are paid to catch. Like once they start catching, we should be okay. Well, here's another thing. Uh, before we go, here's another reason I want to pick Kansas City. Just looking at it, you got Andy Reid on one side, and you got Mike McDaniel on the other. I get Mike. Wrestle? I oh, that would be awesome. I, I get <laughs> Mike McDaniel's this offensive guru, but I'm sorry. I'm not picking Mike McDaniel over Andy Reid. By the way, Andy no, Reid. not right now. Andy right Reid in his career, in his career, is six and one against the Dolphins in his career. Uh, and the only one he lost was his first year as a head coach in Philadelphia back in ninety what ninety seven or whatever it was, whatever year. It was. So imagine this. This is the second time I'm gonna bring up Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel had Kyle Shanahan and McDaniel's as his offensive coach in Cleveland, and still sucked. And still sucked. Yeah. How? That's our history lesson of the day. We will talk to you next week, Uncle Big Nick. We're going to try to stay in the green, winning money for our friends who listen to us every week, all three of them. Yeah. 
I think I got six now. I think we doubled I it up. Got six. Last year. Nice, yeah. nice. We'll I got see three we, new friends. Imagine we'll, that. We'll see if we can get to eight next week. That would be quite a bonanza. <laughs> Talk to you next week. All right, bud. Always having fun with Uncle Big Nick. Trying to keep winning your money. It's what we do. It's what we've been doing. We've had our off weeks here and there. Uncle Big Nick had a horrendous week one. Other than that, he's been phenomenal. Um, and uh, look, I've just been pretty steady. We'll see if we can do it again this week. Tomorrow... Uh, Larry Holder, as we told you earlier, will be back. He had his big tennis tournament last week. We'll find out how that went. I'm sure you can't wait. Uh, we will ask him how that went. But really, more importantly, we'll talk about whether the Saints, whether we think the Saints can get above 500, whether they will cover the spread, what our thoughts are. We both give picks on the game. Although I've kind of told you my pick already, what I thought. But we'll, we'll, we'll dive deeper into it. And then we'll uh, give you, share some quick thoughts. We'll give you, uh, talk about the three biggest games of the week not involving the Saints. I think you can pretty much figure out what they are. Two of them were in my uh, best bets. One of them I told you I couldn't pick if you were listening and why I couldn't pick it. Uh, but you know what? I'll force pick it tomorrow. Um, coming up with Larry Holder. All right, what do you think? Saints, Bears. Uh, look, I got people out there that just jump on, on the Saints bandwagon when they have a win. It only takes one win. They're jumping all back. All, they're jumping in head, feet, heart, everything. They're all back in. And then others are like, ah, I've seen this movie before. I'm going to wait and see if they're going to win a couple games in a row. I mean, look, you got to get on a winning streak because, look, there are some games coming up that I don't think the Saints are going to win. Not a lot of them, but there, there are at least two. And I don't want to talk about them right now because uh, I don't want to like, oh, you're crazy, Derry. Uh, but there are two, at least two games that I think the Saints won't win. Which Saints team are we going to see going forward? Are they going to end this roller coaster ride? That's what I want to ask Larry about. Are they going to finish going, look, look like some 3-14 and 14 team one week and look like a 14-3 and three team the next? I mean, they weren't necessarily looking like a 14-3 and three team last week. They look pretty darn good. I didn't hear anyone bashing Derek Carr this week. So he at least got a one-week reprieve. Thrown for almost 1,000 yards in three weeks. Can he do it again? We'll find out. Will Pete Carmichael adjust? Obviously, he's dumbed down the playbook. Will he pick the right 40 plays or whatever this week? I mean, if you use the same exact ones, they're going to get figured out. Even the Bears can figure that out. So that's not going to work. Will he pick the right 40 plays? Will this team continue to go in the right direction? Or will they stop going up, down, up, down? That's what they need to do. They need to find a way to continue to go in the right direction. We'll talk about it with Larry tomorrow. Meanwhile, we'll enjoy Thursday night football because I know you all can't wait. Baseball's over now. Never even mentioned it. The Texas Rangers, first World Series victory in team history, defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I know you all watched every minute of it. Uh, yeah, right. I didn't even watch but a couple of them. Uh, I didn't watch a full game of the World Series. This might be the first time in a long time. But congratulations to the Rangers. Um, LSU-Bama, I think that's going to come up on tomorrow's show. I will force Larry to answer the question who he likes. LSU-Bama. But anyway, no World Series tonight, so you can watch the Steelers and the Titans. And I know you can't wait. And you can't wait for us to be back tomorrow morning. We will see you then. Everyone have a wonderful Thursday evening. Stay warm, my friends. Peace and love.